a Shishkin Productions podcast. You can shoot it in a crazy, cinematic, amazing way. But if the story's weak, it's going to be boring. It might look pretty, but it's going to be boring. Yeah, you know what I yeah. Mean? That, then you just have a, uh, a Ridley Scott movie. Just say, kind of like Ridley Scott's The Last <laughs> Duel. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to This Is A Real. We're Welcome back. back. Sizzlers. Right. We, we hope that you had a wonderful holiday, Sizzlers. Yeah, hopefully you uh, went somewhere for Thanksgiving. Hopefully you did not get the COVID. Hopefully you were fully vaccinated and traveled safely and wore a mask the whole time. Dude, um... Well, yeah, fuck it. I'll I'll, I'll bring it up. You uh, you got your uh, you got your booster. I did. I've I've gotten boosted. It, how's how's that feel? Did you um, get sick? No, I didn't get sick. I didn't feel anything at all. Um, except for the little, little prick when they did it. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty chill. I scheduled something online. It told me when I was fifth in 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 line in the wait list, and I headed over. It still took a couple hours. I don't know what was going on. I guess there was just one doctor. You said you had no cell phone service either. Yeah, I had no cell phone service been, at all. Which was crazy because that's like the place where they're pumping the 5G into you. So I know, it's, so it's ridiculous. But, you know, then I, then I left and my service was perfect. It's really it's, weird. It's, they, no. they, they hooked you up. It's terrible, though. I had to be alone with my thoughts for like an hour and a half. Um, I, uh, I'm i glad that you went and got it. I'm, I'm going to line myself up to get that uh, this week, I think. Um it's uh, it's nuts, man, because, you know, I'm surprised you didn't get sick. I guess I'm not really that surprised, but I, I feel like the other day I saw something on Twitter where someone was like, I'm down after this booster, man. It's fucked me up. And it's like, really? that's so weird, because even with the OG vaccine, I, I didn't feel bad really after it at all. So I don't really know. Uh, I Every time I've gotten one of the shots, I've gotten three now, all have been Moderna. I, the worst that's happened is I have like a kind of mild headache the next day, but I also don't know if that headache has anything to do with the booster because I, I drink so much coffee that every day, I don't know if I drank too much coffee and that's why I have a headache or I haven't drank enough and that's why I have a headache. I, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just glad that, uh, you know, we, you were lucky enough not to get like, uh sick from it and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just glad I haven't gotten COVID as far as I know. Like it's true. Knock on wood. Right. Um, yo, Chris, uh, before we jump what into up? this, uh, where, where can the people find us? That's the real gang. Just, just look for that. the real gang. And if it's not there, then it's just productions, uh, yeah. across all, all the platforms, patreon.com slash Shishkin productions. We're reviving it. We're, we're going to bring it back. <laughs> we're, we're bringing it back. It's, 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 a, it's out for now. Maybe January we'll start really putting the effort back. Into exactly. It. Exactly. Look, it, it's been a crazy year, crazy year, crazy. Year. Uh, also, Three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. That is the sizzle reel cold line. That is where you can call and leave us messages. And mm-hmm. I think maybe someone called and left us a message I, just this I'm, week. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that we did have someone call in. We'll, we'll 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 get back to that. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that in a little bit. Before we do that, um, we have a it's fairly. I guess we're, it's going to get a little bit busier as this month goes on. Sure. But this last week, you know, there was Thanksgiving and it, w- it was just kind of a little bit slow. And we needed to get in the right sort of uh, state of mind to, you know, get the space up and running to really present for the open house. So oh, people yeah. like, didn't come in yep. here looking into a mess. Um, as of today, it is still kind of a mess. Look, but it's fine. What we were focusing on was making our open house real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to walk them through what that is? Well, so, you know, there's going to be people coming in, walking through the the studio. 
And once you've seen the studio, what else is there to see? Well, you can see all of our work that we've done over the past year. What we've been doing is basically we have this big TV in the office and our idea is we have about 30 minutes, basically a string out of our favorite work over the past year or two. Uh, There's no no sound, no anything other than just like some graphics that tell you what the project was, who the client was. And then you just get to see it. It's kind of a, a background thing. Yeah, and it's not um it's not like a uh full showcase of all the pieces. We're not like showcasing the pieces front to back. We're kind of taking the most interesting parts yeah. because you 30, know thirty seconds to maybe sixty seconds per project. And it's like, you know, you're not gonna be watching them with sound. It's more like a thing where, you know, you're chatting and then you look up and it's there and you can be like, Oh, that's kinda cool. You yeah. know, so it's and and the people who are coming to the open house many of them are our clients so they can be like oh crap well you know we worked on this together that's yeah. pretty cool to see it here it was uh it was it was weird though like we were looking through it yesterday and I, I was like man this looks really cool and a lot of these are great most of them are great they're they bring back like memories of when yeah. we're working on it's this like, stuff oh, shit, I, we did do this that yeah. was only a few months ago and we counted it up i think we had 40 projects 40 there, projects so it was pretty cool and that's after distilling it down to just the ones that we really want to show off yeah but here's the thing um, it was very interesting and I guess I, I knew this, right? Uh, but it was very interesting to see that like the majority of it is just from a couple key clients. So, yeah, it's so part of what I was doing yesterday was I was just trying to vary up the projects so that we're not showing 15 straight minutes of soccer footage. Right. We do a ton of stuff for MLS and mm-hmm. like we even did some work for CONCACAF, CONCACAF um, and you know a couple other smaller outfits mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of soccer in there. There's so I, was try- I was trying to break it up and you know the soccer spread out okay. But then I came into another issue where we do a ton of work for complex as well. <laughs> so and, and like a lot of food stuff as well. So those are kind of our pillars but I didn't want them to be divided like in our reels. They're kind of divided into a section each because they only take 30 seconds. Right. But on this, you can't you can't be on just food stuff for 10 straight minutes like that kind of gets boring. It's super boring. And then everything looks the same. And it, it's like you f- it feels like they're all the same project. Exactly. Um. Even though I mean, they're not They're They're all they're unique. all very, they're all very different. Yeah, yeah, they're very different. And like the approach for all of them was very different. But you know also like we're missing half of the formula which is sound so like yep. if all you're seeing is pictures of beautiful food it it all ends up looking the same well, it's like it's, okay it's all pictures of beautiful food exactly i mean and we we did a lot of uh stuff for first we feast which is a food company but we also did some stuff for food and wine which is a right. food company and for like a person in the, pa- in the past we've done stuff for taste made exactly you know, so. so if you just look like you're not really going to be able to tell a big difference even though clients were different projects were different budgets were different mm. talents different everything's different yeah and even same thing with sneakers we have there's like four different projects in there completely different unrelated from each other but they still feature sneakers because yeah. that's like uh, something, something that, we're that, good we, at. that we work on a lot yeah it was uh it's cool though i mean it, i feel like it, it ended up being broken up enough where it kind of you know it, it looks cool I, my goal is like i'm hoping that every time someone looks up they see something a little bit different and it makes them want to find out what that is right exactly exactly and i don't know 
how useful it's going to be outside of this open house, but I feel like it might be. I mean, it's going to be a 30 minute nice little reel to put on in the background. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's nice just as an exercise to see what we did that year, because yeah. a, a, lot, a lot of the times what I'll do is I'll just go into our folder structure and just like look at project names. But it's different when you're actually looking at the videos and those memories come back. Some of them are good. Some of them not so good. Yeah. The key is to showcase the a variety of like stuff as well. Like, you know, so yes, we can show that stuff looks really cool, but then we can also show studio shows, interview shows, shows that are like live shows that are done remotely. We can showcase different graphics. We can showcase, you know, uh, different setups, basically anything that we can show that proves that we work on different s styles of things and, exactly. and have different talents, have, have multiple talents or whatever. Um, I think that's the key, you know, but we'll see how it goes. Um, look, Chris, we do have a, uh, a voicemail, but before we get to that voicemail, I want to talk about, because it's kind of related to the voicemail, to something that uh, Ridley Scott said. Ridley Scott put out this movie oh. called The Last Duel, and it looked so fucking bad. Like I went, I saw trailers for it when I was in the movie theater for uh, that Edgar Wright movie. And I was like, man, this shit looks fucking terrible. Uh, it's not made for me, but it's like some sort of movie about like, it's set in like some medieval time and Matt Damon has like a crazy mullet and it just looks like so fucking stupid in my opinion. I, um, this is weird. Oh shit. Yeah. Are you watching it? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It, it looks fucking stupid as shit um but ridley scott went on uh mark Marin and uh started shit talking the audience and blaming that the the audience for the reason the movie didn't succeed and it's like dude you gotta be kidding me that's that's fucked up you can't blame the audience for not wanting to see your movie let me it, tell you right now this trailer is not even interesting the trailer's terrible dude it's, everything about that movie looks so bad and boring it's trash dude and he, even the the like graphic style it, it's like uh they do these little things where it's like the little square masks and then the video populates kind of underneath it it's like yo what is did you pull this off to off of motion array like yeah. what is this if you have to rely on shit like that to make your trailer interesting well also it's just not that that kind of movie it's not at all like that's like some something you do for a rom-com or yeah. something this is some like medieval action knights movie or jousting something. yeah like it, is this king petting a cat what, bruh, what is this bro it looks so so fucking stupid but he said on uh he was on marin he said i think what it boils down to We've got what we've got today uh, are the audiences who were brought up on these fucking cell phones. The millennials do not ever want to be taught anything unless you were told it on a cell phone. This is a broad stroke, but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. That just shows how to touch you. It's like no one's on fucking Facebook, dude. There is a misdirection that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to this latest generation, I think. It's like, all right, Grandpa. The wrong like, kind of confidence? What does that even mean? It's, 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 just, it's some stupid bullshit. It's because he's been successful for so long and the model is changing and he'd like thinks that it's typical boomer bullshit where it's like, you fucking young kids, you don't know what you're doing. My way's the right way. Bruh. No one went to go see your fucking movie. That speaks for itself. Yeah. Okay. Like, like you didn't make a movie that people want to see. Sorry. That that happens, you know? I, I mean, it, it looks like some shitty Game of Thrones ripoff kind of. I mean, I don't even want to say ripoff, but it's like that that era, kind of a medieval kind yeah. of bullshit. It, but there's nothing like redeeming about it. I, I, I'm just not into it. It's weird because it, you're right. It is some boomer shit. The other part is 
maybe people aren't seeing it because like it or not and i know you don't totally agree with this but we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic yeah not a lot of people are going to theaters like yeah, things yeah. just aren't popping off the same way yeah and i be and i don't know if he released it anywhere outside of theaters like i don't know if it was on hb i don't really read enough about it because i have zero fucking interest in seeing it but um just going back to what he said where he's like what we're dealing uh with with facebook right now or whatever it's like what, what are you mean? talking yeah. about like was your movie available to watch on Facebook? <laughs> well, why the fuck are you bringing Facebook into this? I just, and cell phone, like, who gives a fuck, bro? Cell phones have been around for a minute. People still will go see a movie. Like, it's not like we're, like, spending 24 hours a day staring at our cell phone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we look at them a lot. That's because it's a way to fucking disperse information and we like consuming information yeah i mean uh, so in 2012 he he came out with prometheus that movie fucking sucked that movie was so stupid yeah. guess what at that point i was raised on a cell phone i still watched the whole thing and it sucked because it sucked it had nothing to do with me being raised by a cell phone that's exactly it man he's a, it's a, like look ridley scott if he wanted me to edit his next fucking movie i'd say great yes i'll do it uh sorry for everything i said on episode 61 of the sister reel but Seems like he's just an old motherfucker who doesn't have good taste anymore and is just like literally this man has been around since the 70s, I think, making movies. Yeah, yeah. Like Alien dog. came out in 79. Shit. It was great. Yeah, it's, it was it, great. It, it holds up still. For sure. But like time passes and generations change and, and things change. And if you can't keep up, that's fine. But don't come out here like swinging at the younger generations for not understanding like your great masterpieces or whatever. Yeah. Bro, you, you, you made a fucking movie about knights. Like that. What's there to understand? Like no one wants to see your fucking film. Sorry. Exactly. I mean, you made basically the same movie, but better 20 years ago in, Gla in Gladiator. Like, there you go. Like your shit, your shit people fighting at the end of the day. Like if your shit flops, don't blame the audience. It's not every the audience's fault. Like that's the lamest shit any performer or any creative can do is make something. And then if it doesn't get hit, if it doesn't get received the right way, or if it doesn't pop off to go, you know, well, fuck the audience. They're the ones who No, dude, it's never fuck the audience. It, it, it can be a number of things. Maybe you didn't do your craft right. Maybe the PR wasn't right. Maybe the money to like to market it didn't get put in. Maybe the Maybe timing was bad. Boring. Maybe it was boring, but it's never the audience did something wrong. Like, their job is literally just to watch it if they want to watch it. Surprisingly, it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-one percent audience score. Yeah, so the, the few people who, all the boomers who went and saw it, yeah. loved it. Well, and then that, that's the other thing that gets me is that like you're blaming millennials, but ho hold up, what about everyone who's older than thirty-five? Like yeah. all those people weren't raised with a cell phone in their hand, and they're still not watching your fucking movie. Exactly, man. I, it's it's just it's just some bullshit. It's like some inflammatory craziness. It's probably one of those things that he said because it was on a podcast and he just wanted to talk. Yeah. And in retrospect, I'm sure like if if you actually had a conversation with him, he would probably be like, okay, yeah, you're right. I guess you can't blame a generation for it. But it's whack. Sorry, bad movie. So that's how it goes. I'm just yeah. I'm 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 not impressed. We I'm, had, not, I'm not impressed by this this uh, you know yeah so amazing director. We talk about the we've talked about the theater. Um, and staying at home a few times. And actually last week, I think we called out Joe Nana. Um, he called in and he kind of kind of came back at us. So here's what he said. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Joe Nana. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I was just listening to your little segment on 
going to movie theaters versus staying home. I think what I said was if a movie is available to stream on one of the services and it's also showing in theaters, I'd rather just watch it at home because my TV, the sound system, I'm already paying for the streaming service. I don't think it makes that much of a difference going into the theater unless it's something maybe super epic like a Lord of the Rings where it's a different kind of experience to see it in theater versus at home. Um, I guess I see where he's coming from. It's a very blue-collar everyman argument. Um, that's not how I remember the conversation going. I that's, rem- how, that's how I remember the yeah, conversation no, no, going. Because me, me and Joe were on the same I team on that one. you guys were hating on all theater experiences. No, I, not all theater experiences. It's just that you, I, you, you can't force people into theaters. I, d- I did cut them off because I didn't want it to just be like a minute and ten seconds of that like shitty cell phone audio. But here's what else you had to say. I would much rather just stay at home. I could just lay out on my couch, be lazy as shit, keep my own snacks, not have to pay an extra basically 40 bucks anyway hope you guys had a good thanksgiving and i'll see you next time thanks joe hope you had a good thanksgiving too um look the snacks thing i he says basically spend an extra 40 bucks it i get it but the point of going to a theater is that like you're treating yourself and you're going out, you know what I mean? And you're making a night of it and you're seeing a good movie. Yeah, but that that for you, that's fun, but not for everyone. Like that experience is not enjoyable for everyone. So it's not necessarily a treat. That's true. It becomes a torture. $40 <laughs> torture, man. I had to sit through The Last Duel by Ridley Scott. <laughs> Can you imagine paying like a night out with you and your family? <laughs> Over a hundred dollars to see a movie that sucks. Watching Brad Pitt with uh, a mullet just running around uh, and doing a shitty accent. I don't even. Did I say Brad Pitt? I meant Matt Damon. Uh, no whatever. shade. No shade. Brad Pitt. Brad is he in that? He's no, not Br- in Brad, yeah, Brad Pitt would never that. do something. Brad like that, Pitt. Right? He is in the new Kid Rock uh, song. Uh, he's not in the music video. He's just referenced in the song. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think he says something about slinging dick like Brad Pitt. Okay. Well, <laughs> he also he also said shit a lot, and he said he said bitch a lot. Yeah. He was just like those rhyming. two rhyme really well. He was rhyming shit and bitch and Brad Pitt, and it was don't like, tell me how to live. Yeah, he's dude. That guy's a fucking nutcase. Um, or a genius. Wait, no, absolutely not. Um, Chris, uh, look, we'll talk about a little bit more about that in the second half because we were. We were tasked with writing some get vaccinated PSAs. That's but true. We'll we'll get to that in the second half because we want to talk a little bit about writing and just uh you know writing and editing and how they relate, I guess. Um, but one thing that we did, we're trying to figure out how to promote these fucking podcasts. We do a lot of these fucking podcasts. Oh, yeah, we and got so, five podcasts on our. Yeah, network. we got five p- podcasts on the network. We got uh, this one. We got uh, the group text. We got the All Ships podcast. Um, we got. Ask not me anything, and, and rounds, we got of rounds of sound. Yeah, so we have, you know, so, some pretty fun stuff. Um, but we're really bad at promo. Yeah, like all of us are very bad at promo. I don't even tell my friends about this podcast. I don't either. I, I like I don't. I'm not. I don't promote it at all. I I I tweet about it once every two weeks because I keep forgetting to fucking tweet about it. But um, what we decided to do was make some. Instagram stories that are like audiograms sure. that are going to, they have little animations and then you can kind of hear a little snippet of the pods. It's like a 30 second snippet of just a conversation. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to infiltrate people's story feeds, things, and then they'll swipe right through it. But maybe 
they'll get a chance to see it and maybe I, they'll come back oh i didn't know this podcast existed I, I gotta say i mean just previewing the ones that you know we've done so far because i wasn't working on them but i saw them you know after and i was interested in a couple of the podcasts that i hadn't listened to because I can't, I can't keep up with all of them i can't keep I don't, up with all of them i can't keep up with all of them either i i can't i don't have time to listen to them uh, there's other ones that are already in my rotation that mm-hmm. i listen to that it's it's just tough to get a little share of the market. It's yeah, hard to, it's hard to jump in. A lot of people are content up to their fucking eyeballs. You know what I mean? They, but this is also cool because like there's some stuff that I, like they came up. I listened to them and I was like, I know that this this specific episode is not really for me. But this one is like this yeah. shit sounds interesting. I want to see where this conversation goes. Yeah, um, I'm hoping that we can uh, put those up and people see them. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to put money behind them. I don't really know how the paid promo and Instagram ads and all that shit works, but we're hopefully bringing someone on board to help with that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and promo, any promo would be good because, look, I'm not sure if people listen to this. Apparently, according uh, to the it, stats, 20, there, 20 people listen. There's about this. 20 people listening and... Only, what, a third of them are in New York? And only um, a tenth of them are Patreon subscribers? That's crazy. <laughs> so my point here is, if you're still listening and we don't know you personally, please hit us up. Just reach out, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, just, you, don't, you don't even have to call. If you don't want to put your voice on, great. Okay, don't call. You can DM us. I just, email. I just want proof that this is reaching people who aren't in our <laughs> inner circle. I swear to God, I'm, I'm so curious if anyone listens to this. Chris we're just six, wants proof. We're 61 episodes in. I need validation. It's true. Um, no, I, I, yeah, just send the email, man. Sizzlerealgang at gmail.com. It's so easy. And yeah. it's, it's easy. It's safe. You can no. tell us how stupid and dumb we are. We're you can big do old that. losers. Yeah, just, you can say just that. Just say, I got to this point. You don't even have to write anything. Just put something in the subject line that says, checking in. Or like, yes, I am listening. <laughs> We're talking like to that. you, Ethan Lethal. Yeah, Ethan and, Lethal. And everyone else. Yeah, but mostly Ethan. Ethan Lethal actually, you know, deserves more credit than a lot of these other 19 so-called listeners so-called listeners uh because ethan lethal actually wrote something one time didn't we have uh he wrote something on he, on, 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 on the reddit. reddit on reddit he wrote something he's, he said that he we said he's number one fan he said that we don't get enough into post-production and he's right we haven't talked about it once so far this episode but that's fine um, because we're <laughs> to be fair this isn't strictly a post-production podcast it's more like the the podcast a podcast that covers the day in and day out of running a post-production company or like a yeah. post-production focused company yeah because one other thing that i was going to talk about before we go to break was um you know we kind of did a little bit of looking into the you know it's december so we were like okay let's do a little financial analysis kind of what's been going on all year oh i thought you were going to talk about buying a honda we are going to buy a honda we're going to do the december to remember edit event where you can buy <laughs> half off edit credits edit and credits. Use, use them in 2022 um now financials we might do that yeah the financials we um we managed to start paying off some of this EIDL disaster loan that we got. So we paid off, I would say, man, should I just be transparent and say how much money we got? Uh, Might as well, right? It's I, like we need to, it's healthy to discuss money. Sure, sure. No one, so we ended up getting a loan of back in last June or whatever. 2020. Right. We got a loan of 96000 mm-hmm. and then they doubled it at some point. So we actually ended up with a hundred something thousand. Damn. Um, 192, right? I think. And so we finally, the payments technically don't start until next May, but we just went ahead and started paying stuff off. So I think we paid off 40,000 in one fell swoop. 
Okay. Mac, I know Mac King's not, away. Mac King doesn't listen to this, but if he did, he would probably criticize that. He'd be like, why did you pay off a big chunk of it? You know, people want to Because interest is starting to accrue. It's people not wanna, free money. Interest? I'm not interested. You know oh, what I'm saying? I'm not interested in interest. Yeah. I don't fuck with it. He no, doesn't understand because he's a landlord. He is a landlord. He is the uh, the establishment he in is. many ways. But he's also a punk. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, no one knows what to make of it. I. But I'm, uh, you know, I'm stoked that, that that number is going down. It's cool. You know, as long as we can... Keep it even, I guess. Keep pulling some random shit in. I think, yeah, it's weird. We kind of just took that loan because it was there to to have. And it's like, if you're going to give us $200,000, yeah, sure. I mean, I know we have to pay it back. We haven't. And some of it has helped us. Like, I mean. I think it was a big safety net. Yeah. It helped us kind of take risks. Like, we weren't really using that money, but knowing that we had it was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, And that's part of, ironically, we got 96K. And right when we got 96K, we moved to an office that was 96 Knickerbocker. Knickerbocker starts with a K. Right. Is that, yeah, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, it was just a coincidence, but it's a pretty cool coincidence. Wow. That actually is true. Holy shit. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like right as we got it is when we moved. Yeah. And that's a good point because I remember I was like, man, I don't know, like this rent thing, blah, blah, blah. And it actually gave us leeway to like comfortably Purchase new stuff for the office, get a couple more computers. Same get, thing with the jellyfish. Like, yeah. I, I think we had gotten the jellyfish before we got the loan, but it just, it gave us some breathing room. It's also how we got, I think we got two extra machines, three extra machines, yeah. computers. Yes. I and mean, because of those, we were able to pull in more work and we paid those computers off right away. Exactly. And I'd say because of that, again, like I'm not trying to like tell everyone go get loans because that's, that is not the the point of this. If you're like... A freelancer who's trying to expand into like maybe a, a, a little bit more like where you want to have a brick and mortar type office. You yeah. want to kind of bring in a couple other people to work with you. It's not always right to take the loan. Like you need to look at the terms, make sure it's right for you. Uh, talk to your accountant, like figure that shit out, like look into it. But in our situation, I think giving us that breathing room and that safety net is why we even were able to move into this new studio. And we felt comfortable building out like an actual studio space That's and true. really taking stuff on because we did have the safety net so like now we're in the that part where we're starting to like pay that safety net off yeah uh, so, so i mean realistically we only spent what maybe between 15 and twenty five thousand of that loan of of nearly two hundred thousand dollars and the rest is just in the bank basically yeah but like once again just knowing that it's there if we need it that we're not like going super into the red right. to, to pay for something or to, or to expand more. Yeah. It just, yeah. I don't know. It gives you extra confidence. Yeah. Peace of mind, confidence. And then on top of that, it, it it's money in your bank account. Yeah. So like when, you know, perspective like landlords or whatever, or anyone looks at it, they know like, okay, that money's there. So these people are, they're good for it. I'm going to give them a chance. Cause a lot of what happens too is if you're trying to move into like a space, this even goes like outside of work. If you're trying to move into an apartment, I know, I don't know how it is in other places, but in New York, you need to have a fucking shitload of money to move into an apartment. Like they say, what, 40 X rent, I believe. Yeah. It's crazy. And especially if you're a freelancer, it's kind of brutal because part of, part of how we do our taxes is we write so much off so that we 
you know, have a lower tax burden. Right. But that also, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because it makes it look like you didn't earn that much money. Mm-hmm. So say I made $100,000 last year. Well, but I wrote off $40,000 between purchases and my home office, whatever. So it looks like I only made 60, which mm-hmm. for New York, not necessarily enough for you to get an apartment. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that. So it's just... I don't know. It's. Well, I remember I was trying to move into, this was a few years ago. I think this was three years ago. I was trying to move into an apartment and I was just freelancing and I didn't have, I don't think I even, I maybe had an LLC set up at that time. I don't know if I did. Um, but even if I did, it was like me and I didn't have an office or anything and we didn't really have like a real website or anything. So it didn't feel like a quote unquote real business. Yeah. And so I remember trying to move into this place and they were like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I run a, like a post production company but it's you know hardly i don't even think i said that i was probably like i work as a video editor yeah and they were like where and i was like i work for myself and then they were like hmm we need to see this and this and this we need to see all this history we need to see pay stubs i was like i don't really have pay stubs i can show you like invoices that have been paid and i can give you access to all my bank accounts and you can see all that and uh they were just like they rejected me they were like no sorry we're we're not going to rent you an apartment it's craziness because I, I definitely had the money to 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 get that apartment, yeah. but they didn't feel confident in giving it to me. So I actually had to find, a, I found a very cool, very cool landlord who like owns his own buildings, doesn't go through property management companies. And he was like, I just need to meet you in person and like suss it out. And like, you know, if, if, if I, if the vibe is right, then like you're good. Yeah. yeah basically. Yeah. And so shout out to him for, you know, taking a chance, but that made, that woke me up where I was like, damn, okay. I probably got to get my shit sorted if I don't want to have to like lean on W2 money. Exactly. Well, and for me, just this past year, when I was moving into my place, because of what I do, you know, the way that I do my taxes, it makes it look like I don't make as much as I do. So we ended up just writing an offer letter, basically. Yeah. Like you and Amy wrote an offer letter for me to show to them to make it seem like but also just to be I mean, clear it, that like this money is guaranteed. Exactly. It is coming in. It's exactly. not like I'm going to be like, sorry, Chris, peace, bro. Like you're, you're out. Like it's, that's not what it is. It's like you, it is consistent income. It's like permalance consistent income. Exactly. But like know. there's something about the way that those companies think that they just like, they have stricter requirements and they don't really, they're, they won't move with the times at all. Also but there, I, I like, I hate to be saying like, I understand where they're coming from because honestly, fuck them. And like, you know, it's some bullshit, but they, they're in a position where they're lucky enough that there's so much demand yeah. for housing here that like they, they can do that. I know. It's just and scummy. also they, they do it because like, you know, I'm, they've probably been burned a lot. I'm not defending them or anything, but like, you know, the, the I price mean, is fucking high. So yeah, like I'm whatever. sure a lot of people will like move in and then they can't pay the rent. That, that's that's one thing that bothers me is that people think that real estate's supposed to be like a bulletproof investment. It's not. Like there's st- there's still risk in it. So 100%. You know, landlords can fuck off with that. Anyway, I do want to one more reason uh, along this line of thinking to become an LLC. This maybe this is a once in a lifetime thing, but because of COVID, <clears throat> they were giving out the PPP loans. Mm-hmm. a year ago and if you were registered as an llc then you could basically get free money they yep. they were giving out loans anywhere from like ten thousand to i don't even know it i think we got sixteen thousand. that sounds about right and, i think i think it was uh, a certain percentage of your income over the last and, year and it was like 
if you put it, you put it all towards payroll. So basically it covers your uh, paycheck. And if you can, once you prove that you did that, it's all forgivable or whatever. Exactly. So, so, so we both applied for that and like I applied for it as an individual and got it. And it's crazy because you could literally like, so I got the money paid into my business checking account and then every two weeks I just transferred it into my personal personal account as payroll and yeah. it was completely forgiven, which is like, wow, America treats companies better than it treats people. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the unfortunate truth, isn't it? That's um, something that, you know. Well, probably never change, but hopefully it does. I don't know. I don't. Not in our lifetimes, but trying to take us uh, into the break on. A, I was trying to get it in a, to an uplifting place, but it's not possible. <laughs> nope, nope. Sorry, we live not in America. The future is bleak. Very bleak. Uh, uh, so make yourself a business for yourself. Make yourself an LLC or, or uh, suffer. Um, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've been doing the show for a while, and Wandering Barman... Wandering Barman? They are one of our premier sponsors. They're a sponsor? Yeah, they're the best. They make the most delicious cocktails, and they're pre-made. Wait, pre-made cocktails? I can just drink it? I don't have to make a cocktail? That's right, but it gets even better. They just opened their cocktail brasserie here in Brooklyn. That sounds fancy. It's pretty fancy, but it's also mad affordable. Their happy hour from 5 to 7... Five dollar cocktails. So if you want an old fashioned, guess how much it is? Uh, five dollars. If you want a margarita, guess how much it is? Mm, five dollars. And if you want a diet Pepsi, I don't think they have those. They don't have those, unfortunately. Aww. But you should check out Wandering Barman's Cocktail Brasserie at three fifteen Meserol Street in Brooklyn. Go for happy hour, five to seven. They're open every day. Wandering Barman, woo! All right, Sizzlers, welcome back. I know we went out on a high note there, yeah. so we're, we're going to stay on that high note and talk about COVID. Yeah, we're going to talk about COVID, but specifically, we um, were tasked, we mentioned this earlier in the first half, we were tasked with writing some uh, get vaccinated PSAs. Yep. Um, for the state uh, of Idaho. Yeah, for the state of Idaho. I was, I was thinking, like, I don't know how detailed I want to get with what who it's for and stuff like that, but we can we can probably say it. I mean, we're working. We, we work with Tree Fort a lot, and Tree Fort are like a big cultural thing in Tree Fort. There, sorry, in Idaho, in, in not Boise, Tree Fort, yeah. Yeah, Boise. They're a big cultural thing, and they um, partner with the state of Idaho a lot, and they've done PSAs for them in the past. And um, yeah, we're helping with. Um, creating their PSAs that they're going to launch, uh, I think in January of next year. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're not the ones writing them exclusively because obviously we don't live in Idaho. So we need to lean on them to help with some of the, you know, the, the specifics. Exactly. But we're, we're we kind of idea. People. Yeah. We came up with some ideas to, uh, to pitch to them. And basically today we spent a pretty decent amount of time, like Writer's room, you know, chilling in here, me, you, and uh, Will, we were sitting in here, yeah. coming up with a bunch of ideas, and um, it, it, it's interesting, the writing process is so different than the editing process, it's so much, di- like, I'm talking about post-production editing, video editing yeah, process, yeah, yeah. but they do have, uh, they do have a lot of similarities, you know what I mean, like, you're always, like, for me, I find that there was, I said it a few times while we were writing, I was like, man, the key is that we're getting some things down because like and establishing a like because we were doing a scene where it was two characters and we were like, let's just write things and establish a cadence and a flow to the conversation. Yeah. And then we can always go back and like 
take parts out and put parts in clean so, it up make it sound more realistic whatever yeah i mean like but we would write stuff like that literally was just fucking jokes that had nothing to do with anything and it was like as long as it's establishing a cadence yeah. and a flow that's fine basically we would write one line and then one of us would make some stupid fucking joke that we know we can't actually put in here but it's funny so we put it down and then it it's kind of sparks more ideas or like more realistic ideas from there yeah and and it's but it's also a good way to like because you know a lot of psa's like we watched a few they're cheesy as fuck none of them are good it's so hard to make one seem real so i I think our first thoughts were always like okay well let's just try to use like you said use a line as a starter and then from there we it's just like we respond with like what first comes to mind and how we would normally try to naturally respond and sometimes it would just devolve into a series of like back and forth jokes but again at least it's establishing a a flow and a cadence it's mm-hmm. the same with um with editing right where like maybe you don't have the exact footage you need but like you know that you want to cut what the person said this way and then you want this certain b-roll so you like make sure to write down like this is where ideally I would put this type of shot. This type of shot would go here. And then you go try to find them. And if you don't have them, then you re- rework stuff a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of what, what the writing process was like, you know? Yeah. Or, or like maybe, maybe, you know, that these three quotes work really well together and they, they tell this chunk of the story and you can put that somewhere in the middle, but everything else around it, you're not totally sure about, but you just start putting placeholders there. Maybe something comes out of it. Maybe you have to scrap it. Yeah. But the point is it's kind of, it's Nike. Just do it. Like right. you just have to start editing and, and being like, that's what being creative is. That's, I remember they would always say that in theater to act is to do like, that is the whole point is to create, you need to create, you need to just start doing stuff and you kind of whittle away at it or you refine it however you want to. You can get different creative input afterwards, but you got to start something. You got to put something down on paper, especially with writing. It's like quantity creates quality yeah if that makes any sense it's like yeah cool you can go write one thing and maybe it's good maybe you got lucky and it's good maybe you're a great writer and it's good that's fucking awesome but also maybe maybe it's just catcher in the rye right but if you write a hundred things you probably are going to write one good one at least probably not more you know what i mean unless you're like real shit and you write a hundred things they all suck then (laughs) stop writing (laughs) never write again you know what i mean get out we don't need you. Exit the chat, please. No, no, just keep writing because maybe the last thing that you write is actually going to be good. That's true. That's that's a, that's actually a good thought. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what we did, right? Like with these PSAs, we wrote. Will actually came up with the killer concept. Yeah. We were like tossing a lot of concepts around, and then he came up with the great one. So we used that as a starter, and we wrote two scripts off of that. And then we were like, okay, well, I think we're at the end. I think we're pretty much done with the session. And then we were like, let's write one alt. That, that ties is, into tree four. Yeah, more. that's a little bit different. That ties into something more so traditional. We wrote like a more traditional alt, and then at the end of that alt, we came up with a we came up with a phrase, or we like found a phrase that sparked another pop culture phrase and gave us another alt that was like a completely different look at it. That was like instead of having characters, it had multiple voices who all said the same line with different you know cadences and stuff, different things filling in the gaps exactly um, and it was and, and it was kind of like a breakout idea yeah exactly it turned into so when we went in we went into this like being okay we'll write like one we'll write two versions of one idea 
came up with basically four scripts, three different ideas. Well, and it's so. crazy because it kind of like it snowballs. It's like an avalanche when you're when you start writing. It's like super slow, and like the first ten minutes, we were just like saying stuff, not writing it down, kind of getting distracted, looking yeah. at kid rock music videos, just yeah. trying to understand the audience. <laughs> to explain that though, we weren't like watching kid rock music videos for fun. It was like we were like, oh god, this is gonna sound so bad, but we were like, okay. Who are the people we're trying to reach with this? Like, who hasn't been vaccinated yet? Probably in, in like Idaho. Yeah. And so actually the way it came up was we were like, we should make a song that is like a, you know, a country type song, but it's about going to get vaccinated. And then you were like, didn't Kid Rock just release a song that like is about how he's never going to get vaccinated or something like that? Yeah, I, I mean, don't it's know. basically just like, don't tell me what to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how we watched it. It's not like we were out here like, man, I, I we should write. We but need inspiration. We should write. But let's listen to Kid Rock instead. <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. The worst thing to ever come out of Detroit. Uh <laughs> I don't, I don't even, I'm not convinced he's from Detroit. Uh, where, where was I going with that? Um, basically the fact that everything snowballs. Oh, and yeah, like we started it snowballs. With, you said we started with 10 minutes of bullshitting. I would say we probably started with like 20 or 30 minutes of Well, exactly. But once we got the first script down, the second script came immediately. And then the third and fourth scripts came even, even faster. Like they yeah. just, they start compounding. Yeah, the the yeah, that's true. The first two did take us like a long time to go through. And we had to do a lot of stuff. The third one, I'd say because it was more straightforward, like a traditional PSA, that one was easy to write. But the fourth one, like that last one, it that I think to in total took like five minutes. Yeah, that, it was which it was is nuts, ridiculous. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Like just sitting here, and you know, Will said this after we were after we had kind of wrapped on this. He was like, "Man, that would be so fun to do every single day to sit and write." And Are I you think, kidding? yeah, I think we yeah we say that a lot, like. That's how we started, basically. In the last year, though, we've been lucky enough where, like, we've been able to actually write a pretty decent amount for, like, you know, for money, which is wild. It's not like we're, like, getting great money out of the writing days, yeah. usually. And it's not like we're writing the most groundbreaking stuff. But to sit, to, to it's, like, such a blessing to be able to, like, instead of fucking grinding out there and like dealing with stupid post shit yep. to have to know that like I'm coming in today and I get to sit in the room and we get to just write like that. That's nice. You well, know? even going back to the, that the 30 minute reel that we were talking about, one of the projects that came up was when uh, Nashville SC became a team. Yeah. We kind of did like a promo video for them and you were like, Oh yeah, we wrote that. I had totally forgotten that, mm -hmm. but we basically wrote, kind of a song a poem whatever you want to call it yeah. the whole video we we concepted the whole video yeah and then we made it and then we've been doing that with with the game day we've been doing pitches for them a lot i we, mean even with the game day with the versus series yeah we wrote those every yeah, week i guess you know? we yeah we wrote 13 of those throughout yeah. the year so like, so there was a lot of writing going on which is why like in the last um you know this is probably inside baseball here but whenever we've had meetings and calls with like companies the last month mm -hmm. Every single time I talk about our capabilities, I've been saying more and more that like we are a post-production. We started as a post-production first company and we do post and motion graphics. We've expanded into podcasting, but we also do scripting and development and pre-production. Yeah. That's like what we do. We'll sandwich your production. We can do yeah. all the concepting and everything there and we'll do all of the post in-house. For production, we will hire out. We exactly. will find another company to work with who are really good at production. But, you know, we're going to do 
like all of the pre and all of the post. And yeah. Eventually, I guess we'll step into production. Well, I feel like right now. for me, and maybe this is offensive to, to shooters, but I feel like the story happens in, in pre-production and post-production. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously you need, you need the content to actually turn it into something, but it, if you, if you plan your shoot right, then you're going to, you're going to come up with something. And then in post, that's when it all really comes together and becomes like, it really pops out. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, I was about to say this, but I don't really know how much I agree with it. If a story is really strong, it can be shot in a not the most cinematic or crazy way it can be shot just average and the story will still come through if the story is really bad you can shoot it in a crazy cinematic amazing way but if the story is weak it's gonna be boring it might look pretty but it's gonna be boring you yeah know what I yeah mean? That, then you just have a uh a, Ridley, like, a ridley scott i was movie. gonna say kind of like ridley scott's the last <laughs> duel <laughs> shit story but it looks beautiful except for the fucking haircuts um yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I'm I'm glad that we got to uh, to sit around and write a little bit. You know, I know Thanksgiving just happened, but that probably is my favorite thing so far this year is that we've managed to like do more writing and more development. I feel like that's something that I don't remember. I didn't listen to. I haven't. I don't remember what we said in that episode. But like when we had the New Year's episode last year, I think I may have said one thing that I want to do this year is more scripting and more development. I don't know if that's true. Look, here's the thing about resolutions. If you go back and look at what they were, you're just going to be disappointed in yourself. It's true. So just move on and say the same thing for this year that you said for last year. Yeah, it's like when you make uh, gambling predictions, you know? If you te- <laughs> text your friends some gambling predictions, just don't go back. Yeah, don't, don't go back don't, and don't, look don't at follow them. up. I uh, I lost uh, Joe Nana's friend a bunch of money when I was in Did Florida. Did you really? At yeah. least it wasn't your money. Because I was like, well, I don't really know anything about anything but basketball. Um, and then they were like, oh, okay, well, who would you take in this? And I was like, well, here's who I would take and wh- here's why. And I explained all my things. It was really like thought out. And then the next day he was like, he's like, dude, you lost me 200 bucks. <laughs> I was like, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, he, uh, he lost himself $200 yeah. for placing that bet. That's true. That's true. Um, so this is the first week of December. The next time we're coming at you, it'll be the second week. Of it'll December. be right before our open house or will it be right after? It'll be right before. Right, yeah. Right before the open house. So we'll, uh, we'll check in and let you know how that goes. But also, um, it, it's going to be like near the last episode of the year. So I'm still thinking about the Christmas special. If we release that, um, it might just be a Patreon thing, but who knows? We might release the Christmas special. But we also no, are, dude. This is this this is the twenty. Today's the 29th. Today's the 29th. Okay, yeah. the next one does come out on what the sixth. Okay, yeah. so it'll be right before the the um the open house. So we'll be prepping for that. But yeah, we don't have very many episodes left this year. So one of these episodes we'll probably do a little Christmas special, and then we'll also uh, talk about you know a year in review type thing. Yeah, maybe we'll plan that one for the twentieth. Yeah, that'll be pretty good. Um. All right, everyone. Well, you know, again, if you want to find us, Chris, where where can they go? Oh man, I don't know. I think we're Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I think we're Shishkin Productions. Oh, on TikTok. Yep. Get some TikTok edit tips. TikTok edit tips. Those are they're there. Yeah, they they exist. Uh, we're on Patreon. Five dollars a month gets you access to everything, mm-hmm. including that time I did crack. <laughs> 
it, it actually doesn't get you access to that. I don't think it gives you that, access. That, to that's that. a ten dollar tier. It's uh, <laughs> a monthly happy hour. And most importantly, we need uh, an additional caller. We have we have Evan and we have Joe, and they're amazing uh, contributors to to this platform. Mm-hmm. But no one else is calling. It's three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. That is this is a real cold line. Burr. Burr. And you can leave us a message. I just want to know that you're out there. Somewhere yeah, we, out there. We need to know that someone is out there. Um and then of course, you know, this at the very end of this thrilling episode is the greatest place to plug this. Um if you really want to hear some other shit, go look up Rounds of Sound on Spotify. That's a great podcast that we're doing music podcast i think i think personally i think it's an awesome uh concept the the way that you've rebuilt the show this season i think it's really interesting and it gets you interested in a variety of music and you get like a one-on-one with the artist basically it's it's really cool you get an insight into why the artist made certain songs and like who their influences are and you get to hear a lot of a lot of cool stuff that you probably wouldn't have heard before um so that one's great obviously look up the ask not me anything podcast um that one season two is coming to an end um as a matter of fact i think today the episode went up with uh uh, the guy called Watching New York. He does oh, like yeah. New York street photography. It's very yeah, cool. Fashion photography. And uh, next week is our finale. And yeah, fuck it. I'll break the news here. We're Do having it. Maxine the Fluffy Corgi. There's oh my God. Fucking dog on the podcast. That's so e- cool. Everything I've ever cast. fucking dreamed of. I sound like Ridley Scott right now. These these stupid millennials and their fucking dogs on podcasts. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, signing off with the Ridley Scott slander. This has been the sizzle reel. And we'll catch you next week. See ya. A Shishkin Productions podcast.